All right, everybody out there, what's up? What's up? It's, up? it's your boy Sammy Socialite. It's your boy Just JT, and we here giving you the first episode of our podcast that we haven't named yet, but we're working on that. We are currently working on that right now. Don't worry, it'll come soon. But you know, we got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, welcome to the first episode. Welcome, welcome. The podcast is basically going to be. You know, your entertainment, both sports, entertainment, music, entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, a few current events. You know, you got to got to talk about what's going on in the world mm-hmm. and, you know, music because my boy JT, he a music head. He knows a lot about that shit. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, I, I listen to my spare time, <laughs> which That's ain't much because I don't have no fucking spare time. You don't have no spare time. Nah. You gotta make the time, bro, man. Shit, there ain't enough time in a day. But uh, we we're gonna kick it off over over the quarantine that we've been in for fucking how many months has been like Since seven, eight. Jeez, it's like what happened? March, ten months, seven. Months. I can't count, but seven months. Uh, seven months, man. This shit has been crazy, but. Some of the entertaining stuff that we've had to to deal with, you know, it's been some good entertainment. And one of the big things that that have been that has been keeping our attention over quarantine was the versus battles yeah. on Instagram. Did you think it would ever get get to the point of where it was? Because remember this, remember at first, like it started as IG Live. Right. You know, between Timberland and Swiss Beats, but then you know, and that and it was random it was it. random as fuck. They Brandon just hopped on Instagram one day and everybody on Twitter is like, Swizzy and Tim having a battle and right like, now on Instagram Live. And it's like, oh, I ain't shit. Gonna lie. I still remember some of it. It's like they were playing. It was just fun because like it was just so refreshing. And then you started seeing like other artists doing it slowly. Right. And it's just like, you just want fun to just take away from the quarantine because at like, that time shit was stressful. People didn't know what was going on. And so... To see it switch from IG Live to where it was, we right. got to Teddy Rodney live. Babyface, and it then, was crazy. And, not, and then it the live, the live link ups. Now you know with the people in the same space singing their songs and shit. That shit's dope. But I, the first, I didn't see the Swizzy and Tim battle. I didn't. I heard about it. My first one that I I watched was the Dream versus Sean Gary. Oh, you didn't see that one? Oh yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> shit. And that one was funny because I was anticipating it. I was waiting to hear it, and I'm there on time. Right. And so is the Dream because you know that's what real niggas do. Right, right. And this nigga Sean Gary was nowhere to be found. That, bro, I have no idea what that nigga was on. Well, he was obviously getting drunk because when he finally showed up, he was clearly slizzard. But that that was that was the first one I watched, and then like I'm an R and B head, so right, right. I didn't really do too many of the hip hop ones. But the R and B ones I was there, there for. It was yeah, the R and B ones. I say it's the R and B ones are like much. They were much better than the rap ones. Some of the rap ones are good. Don't get me wrong, they were good. But the so R and B ones what, made more sense. What was one of your favorite versus battles? The first one, Timberland and Swiss Beats. That one, when it first started, I was pure. That was fun. Um, I like Jonta and Neo. I like that one. That one was cool. Good as mutual. Def, I like def, that one for sure. That's my, that's, that's my Maka, favorite. Randy and Maka was hard. That was hard for me. 
Um, what it was Luda versus Nelly, right? Luda, How did you Luda, feel about that Luda one? Luda versus Nelly, that one was good. And I knew I knew Luda was going was going to win that one. I like that one. That was good. I mean, Nelly, um, Jada and Fab was good because I knew Jada was going to whoop Fab ass. I I knew that was one I wasn't watching. I don't like up north music. I don't want to hear that shit. They can have all of that shit, like literally. I the people that, but it was crazy because. Like, like I said, you know, it's on, it's on Instagram Live, but everybody's talking about it on Twitter. I mean, a lot of us. I mean, well, I, I well, well, I'm originally from Chicago, so I like I'm listening to North, South, here, there, everywhere. So I, I tune in because you know that grew up, grew up listening to East Coast music, but then you know when I got college, that switched switched over. But that still was something that I listened to as well. I didn't. That's even why I enjoyed it. I didn't even think Jada Kiss had twenty songs to do oh, no, versus. Oh no, Jada Kiss that nigga ass. But apparently, and that's the crazy thing. People said that happened. And I was just whatever. But now nah, my favorite one was Jonte Austin versus Neo because that was I like that one. That I was, know what kind of bag Jonte Austin be in, and so for me, and and Neo, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm one of Neo's biggest fans. Like I love. Yep. I love his writing. I love his songs. Like, I put on for Neo, but I was ready for the world to see Jonte Austin because yep. not only does this nigga write five songs in real life, uh-huh. I love the show Star, uh-huh. and Jonte Austin made all the music for Star, and that music was amazing. That sense, like, that nigga's dope. No, Jonte was dope. He did. He killed it. Him and Neo both killed it, but, like, Jonte killed it, killed it, killed it. Right. Smoked it. I mean, when you got songs with Aaliyah, like, oh, it's yeah. kind of like, eh, that's like you, that's damn near you out Neo League. I mean, Neo has a song with Rihanna, but then Jonte Austin turned around and had a song that he wrote for Rihanna. So it was just yeah, like. Yeah, so Beyonce, Neo got a song with Beyonce. Of course. Too. Be- so he, he played that at the end, though. That's nice. Jonte's Beyonce song better because he did Dangerously in Love. Like, that cannot beat that shit. Like, that's classic. But the reason why we bring this up is because it was announced recently that there'll be a season season two of Versus. Yep. Um, I, I didn't know this current season ended. I mean, I didn't know there was even going to be like a season like at all. Like when they said season two, I was like, damn. The only thing that comes to mind when I think about it is, damn, we've really been in quarantine for that long to come to come up with a new and season. Still, like, what the fuck? And still in quarantine. It don't act, it don't seem like it. we live in Atlanta. It don't seem like it, but yeah, we're still in quarantine. But it don't it don't really shit. I, I, We've been I don't know Atlanta been out of quarantine know. since uh, Memorial Day. That shit been yeah. piped up every fucking weekend. I don't know. I don't know if COVID left Atlanta or what. I don't think it did. Oh no, man! I mean, the numbers is still rising, but. I don't know. You know like, that's, I, I just don't know. Like, that's another story. We're gonna get we're gonna get into COVID a little later. Yeah. Um so on season two of Versus, it was a lot of battles that didn't happen that could happen. Mm-hmm. What you thinking? Like who who you think you'll wanna see? Hmm. Truth be told. Well, I, it's not. It's probably never gonna happen. But um, I fi- I want them to finally do the. Um, you, you cannot say my favorite artist. So if that's where you're going with this, all right, I'm gonna leave it. That. I'm gonna leave it. Can't that. do it. I'm gonna leave, I'm leave it that because even because even though we know, okay, we know so it's, not, it's not. It's not gonna happen. You want to see the the Usher Chris Brown? Yeah. 
I want to see it, but I know it's probably not going to happen. I want to see it because I, everybody out there, y'all know, Sammy Socialite, biggest Chris Brown fan ever since 2005. So I don't even hear that shit. I've, I've been fucking with Usher since motherfucking 97. So it's like, uh, it's a it's a tough ass battle for me. But I mean, Chris has just got way more material. Chris Brown could easily, like you said, that nigga could win that battle on features. But I think with the time going by, maybe maybe Chris want to do that shit now. We don't know. But the thing is, um, my only issue with that whole thing is that, of course, we all agree, you know, Usher, as far as quality, is the more better superior artist. But people were making it seem like, so at the time, people were making it seem... Quality? Like, why? Why? Because he has... Confessions, 8701. Why? Really? I mean, Chris Brown has. Hey, hey don't get me wrong. I fuck. I, I'm a huge fan I think of Chris Brown too. Is, I fuck with Chris Brown. I think this is a a quality over quantity type conversation because this nigga Chris Brown has so much music that I honestly don't think people get to it. That's like true. that nigga has that nigga has bangers. That's true. Like I said, Usher does features too. Usher got some dope ass features, but on the real, Chris Brown got. Chris Brown can do a 20 song feature only battle and it's only a few artists that can do some shit like that mm-hmm. like if we just doing features Chris Brown versus Trey Songs could go against each other cause they both got hella features yeah. that shit would be dope yeah. but what about what about the rappers there's a lot of rappers that didn't battle either who who you think I don't know man rappers it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to say rappers. Cause I paid attention to it, but I, I paid attention to the verses the whole season. But like not enough to where I just follow. I'm just you know just picking and choosing you know which artists I would like to see go back back and forth. I just you know wait to see what happens. See if it's a good matchup. Okay. Uh, I'm like, okay, so all of them weren't just, you know, people from different city type battles. I mean, it was people kind of close or whatever. So, like, I feel like I feel like a Young Thug versus Lil Baby battle would be too pipe. But I also feel like maybe I'm saying that shit because they're both from Atlanta and I'm from Atlanta. But I think that they they could compete. Like this nigga, baby. Of course, Thug has a bigger catalog. Right. But in the short amount of time, these last two three years that baby been relevant, that nigga hasn't missed. Yeah. He hasn't missed. I think yeah, Thug misses yeah, I a get, lot, I but I don't wild, know. But yeah, Thug would white baby. So what about like if Kendrick was to do a versus battle? What rapper? That's obviously still alive. What would give Kendrick a good battle? As a matter of fact, I would like to see the Kendrick and Lupe battle. Go ahead, ahead. Kendrick and who? Kendrick and Lupe. It's like your finally settled that shit. I would like that. They got beef? Ain't no beef. Um, people, well, people try to put it in, you know, in, 
I guess people try to put it in Lupe's head. And, and, well, people try to put it on Twitter in Twitter's head. Like, they try to push this thing where they say Lupe doesn't like Kendrick. Where, where Lupe has said numerous times when it came to Kendrick, you know, there will always be comparisons of him, him and him and uh, Kendrick. And Lupe said before, um, he says that he's the better lyricist than Kendrick, but Kendrick's a better artist. Now, with that being said, for me personally, I do agree on that. Whereas Lupe's a better rapper, but Kendrick makes much better songs. Mm. Now, having said that, me personally, you know, Kendrick is a, is a good rapper, but also I, I could see as to where, if you, I honestly would hear him on, on the track together, together. Honestly, to me, it would be as if, you know, I could see Kendrick, you know, if they get on the track together, I can see if Lupe was to slip up, Kendrick would get him. But, you know, this Lupe's Lupe's track record is, you know, I like he's A one. As a lyricist, as a rapper, it's A one. Like nobody to me personally, nobody can really see Lupe like that as far as rapping. I'm talking about just straight skills. Straight skills. I don't I I've never really checked for either of them like that, but I definitely, if I had to listen to Kendrick or Lupe, I definitely would listen to Kendrick. Kendrick has, like you said, to me, he has better music. Like he makes better songs. I guess. I mean, Lupe had Lupe got a few a few songs, but I'm like I'm a hit dude, so. That's why me and Kendrick don't really get along. Cause if it ain't like a hit banger that I can do at a club or something, you talking about that? You like club music more than like lyrical rap? Yeah, I like both. I, I don't. Like rap I'm not trying to be doing too much thinking when I listen to my music. Like I just want to hear that shit at the surface level. Like niggas be <laughs> niggas be trying to make you goddamn do a thesis breaking down. What the hell they talking about in their songs? And I just that's just not my shot. I mean, it's a time and place for it though. Man, you ain't gotta listen to it in the club. Anybody I'm never, I ain't never trying to hear that shit. <laughs> but Kent, speaking of Kendrick, is Kendrick leaving TDE? Uh, no, no, he was not leaving TDE. Um, what happened was, um, well, well, I'm, you know, I know you're probably not a fan of, you're not, well, you're not really a fan of Kendrick like that. But um, back in back when quarantine first started, um, uh, he. Kendrick had founded, uh, him and Dave Free had founded um, this new agency called PG Lang. It's a service company. And people were saying that um, um, Kendrick was leaving TDE and they had their own, um, he had his own label, in which, you know, there wasn't really like a legit source in regards to that matter. It wasn't really a legit source that made it very true. And so Twitter was just running around with the narrative that you know, Kendrick was leaving. And sure enough, shortly after, uh, Kendrick and Punch ended up ended up responding to it. Who is Punch? He's one of the presidents of uh, top of top dog entertainment. And this is like common knowledge to people, like people that just know this shit. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I mean, I follow. I mean, I've been following TDE. TDE. TDE got it. I mean, if it ain't Schoolboy Q, I ain't really checking for what TDE got. But that's all. I mean, that's. I mean, that's your personal Right, right, right. Absol rubbed me the wrong way. I don't fuck with Absol like that. I mean, SZA, the SZA count. SZA's part TDE. I mean, I, I, I rock with SZA, but then again, like, look at how. 
Look at how they do their artists. Like, niggas is not dropping music. Not really doing their artists. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. Like, it's, it's always been like that, where it always, the, the TD is the, they're, they're the artists. They're, well, they're the label where their artists, they always are able to drop quality music. They're the type of artists where, you know, they follow the old school way, where, you know, they'll drop an album, you know, and they'll drop it like every two, three years. I don't know. They're giving me good music vibes. Because yeah, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know Con- Kanye wasn't letting niggas drop ever. Unless your name was Big Sean or Two Chains, you wasn't getting to drop music like that. That's why we still waiting on the Saha album that will never I have, come. I have no idea how that's. And see, is one of those type of rappers that I don't fuck with, but. Why don't fuck with Saha? Because he's what? one of that type of rappers that I don't fuck with. But I will say that I do actually give Saha a chance because he's from Atlanta. So I do give Saha a chance. But I'm still waiting to hear an album from I this guy. I have no idea when that album's going to come out. Never. Nebuary. The way it's looking, yeah. I mean, we've heard. We, I don't even think Kanye is. Is Kanye even still running good music? Or is Push he, he running? Push is the president. Kanye just. Well, speaking of, you know, the president, etc. This this nigga LeBron finally got his fourth ring out of ten tries. Right. I mean that's I uh, Yeah Okay. Congratulations. That's dope. You, I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm not. I respect what he does, and I would, I would love to have been able to be a LeBron James fan. But unfortunately, I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan, and LeBron has crushed our dreams multiple, multiple, multiple times. Multiple times, including a time that I was there covering the games. Yeah. And just to see how he demoralizes the Hawks every time he plays. Like, LeBron makes it his deal to do 36, 12, and 12 every time he plays against the Hawks. And that shit hurts. But congrats to this guy. I give him, pro- I give him props, man. I give him props. Like I said, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm, I, I respect his game. I respect him as a player and what he does. But, like, he's not personally my top. Um, Jordan and Kobe are my guys. But in regards to this, the only thing I will say about Braun is that for me personally, I feel as though after this championship, he's proven you know, to carve his own lane as far as how he won his championships. And, you know, right. he's in his own lane as to where you can't really deny that he is, you know, you can't deny that he's that he's not a GOAT. He's a GOAT, obviously. Having said that, I do believe I mean, that um, he's in, not MJ. He got a Space Jam movie, so, I mean, you got to be the GOAT to be the lead of Space Jam. True. So He is, uh, yeah, LeBron, LeBron is not MJ. That's what I got for him. He's not MJ. I, um, I, I do want to shout out Anthony Davis. Like, it's good to see him get a ring. AD is one of the, like, people say LeBron is one of the hardest working basketball players that's that's true, but AD is one of the hardest working basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Like he single handedly was carrying the Pelicans on his back for years. Like if you go back and look at him with the Pelicans, 
this man scored multiple 40, 50 point games like it was nothing. Getting fifty point triple doubles, right. like he's a baller, and I he needed that change of scenery. I I'm don't. Glad, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy my man's got the, uh, the change of scenery because he needed that. He needed so that. shout out to AD. Whatever the Lakers decide to do next year, I'm sure they'll be right back in the picture. Um, shoot, they're lucky though that the NBA figured out how to do this bubble because you know it was looking like. The season was lost as at a at a point. Man, look, let me tell let me tell you, man. Like, uh, I didn't know what to think about the uh, about the bubble. I didn't know it was gonna be a success affair. I ain't really trusted, but they pulled it off. It worked. So for that, you know, I'm in, I'm improved. NBA did everything right. You know, so I'm gonna give them the props. Whereas you know, NFL it hasn't really. Did. They just move. They just move like they can't be touched when it's just it's just a fucking disaster, bro. It, disaster. I had doubts about the NBA bubble, but I I don't know. I mean, I guess watching what they did, you know, they had a few players that had it at first, and they had to wait yeah. to come to the bubble. But once they had people in the bubble, like there wasn't cases that popped up. They had food every day. The food that they were having originally wasn't good that the players blasted on social media. Right. They bought in personal chef companies, changed the food, let them bring a family member in eventually, like, and nobody got it. So kudos to the NBA. Hey, man, kudos to them. They got it right. And it worked out at the end. Dunce hat to the NFL, my league. I, I watch football more than anything. They have their protocols that they have in place to help teams not catch COVID. However, the simple fact that they're running on regular, on the regular schedule, like they're still allowing, like teams are still flying across the country to play football games. There's not like centralized locations. Some teams and they, the NFL left it up to the owners to decide whether they wanted to have players in the stadium or if they didn't. And about half of the teams, they don't have fans, but the other half, they do have fans. Yeah. Um, the Falcons just started letting fans in the game. A certain amount, right? Right. I, I went to the game uh, this past week against the Panthers. They were expecting 20,000 fans, but only 6,000 fans showed up. But I think that says more about... The Falcans, yeah, then. They finally got rid of that nigga Dan Quinn, thank goodness. Like, bro. Uh, like, it's, it's been a long time coming. He got us to the Super Bowl. Or should I say, the person that's been back to the Super Bowl since our Super Bowl got us there. Yeah. So I don't know if it was Shanahan that did that or if it was Quinn. But obviously, obviously it wasn't Quinn because we've been, so we've been sloth. Like, For the last two years, we've been sloth. Like... At this point, it's now it's for y'all. It looks like it's time for a rebuild at this point because it's like shipping going down the drains. It's just not working. It's like you know they try. People are talking about um, they want to get rid of Matt Ryan and shit like that. And I don't know. I'm conflicted by that. As far as y'all, you know, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has done his job well. Well, I watch very well to me personally, but everybody else in Atlanta says otherwise. Uh, Matt Ryan, one of the only. He wanted the only non-black 
quarterbacks or players in this league that I will put on for. I have a lot of respect for Matt Ryan. At the end of the day, that man be out there trying every season. People don't see that. They still stuck on Mike Vick, which we haven't had in years. So I don't know why they still worried about Mike Vick. Matt Ryan's been our quarterback for 13 years at this point, y'all. Y'all got to... Y'all gotta let that hurt go. Uh, and they, go. they need. They gotta let that hurt go. But if he if he has to go, Julio gotta go. And I love Julio, best wide receiver in NFL. When he's when he's on the field, that's part of why I'm saying that because Julio missed too many games for me, man. It's like you. You really can change the game when you're on the field. But when you're not on the field, who does that help? Like, you getting paid second second most money in the NFL for a wide receiver right now only because, only because DeAndre Hopkins just got a stupid contract. But, I mean, he, it, all I'm saying, if Matt got to go, Julio got to go. They both got to go at the same time. Like, our new quarterback cannot get that Julio cheat code. No. He got to work with Ridley. Ridley is, Ridley is a dope-ass receiver. If he can't make it work with Ridley, oh, well. He can't have Julio, man. That's Matt. Julio Jones is exclusively Matt Ryan's wide receiver, bro. Because mm-hmm. every people say Julio the best. Yes, he making the catch. But guess who's been the person throwing the ball to him every year since he's been in the league? Matt Ryan. But anyway, enough about those niggas. Let getting back to this COVID shit. What's up with the the government who for a lot of these months that we've been on quarantine has tried to make us believe that COVID is not real or it's not serious. But then they they all get it. Including that guy. Well, like, it's been like since the year started, it's just been a whole entire situation. Like, bro, like, it, it just don't, it don't make sense. But, like, y'all, y'all were, y'all were, y'all were feeding this lie to us saying that, you know, nothing was really wrong with COVID, telling us to live with it, telling us, no, you got it under control. But it's quite obvious that they never had nothing under control. Um, as you recall, prior to Trump catching COVID, it was tapes leaked that uh, Trump knew how bad COVID was, but he didn't want to down. He didn't want to downplay it because uh, you know he wanted to uh, be the hero to to do it. But it's just, man, it's do you think Trump actually had COVID? Because the way he was coughing in the videos, the way he was acting, it was <laughs> shit. Boy. I mean. Uh I if if I really wanted to believe he had COVID, I would believe that he had it before this most recent time because he was out too too quick, like unless they really got like secret secret medicine for the president or something because I think you know, I think he still got it. I mean he's he's not obviously he's not going to I feel like he's probably not going to die for it, from it, but I do believe he's trying to lie. It seems like he's feeling good, but I do know 
his that shit beat his ass. He's taking a whole bunch of he's of taking drugs. a whole bunch of medicine. He's got to be doing that shit. So because he's, he's at that, him. he's definitely at that age where that shit's supposed to be a very severe risk if you get it. Like, a lot of people don't survive if they get COVID over the age of 60, let alone 70. And yeah, then, older, well, not say that. And he pushing, he's finna be pushing 80, but nobody wants to talk about that. Man, look, bro, I feel like he got it. He try to act like everything's good, but we know damn Go vote. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not a politic guy. That shit makes I ain't me. Either. That shit makes me kind of. It's a it's a sensitive topic. I don't like talking about that shit. But please go vote. Can't tell you who to vote for. But if you look like me, I don't want to hear no excuses. You know who you, we gotta vote for. You so know who we gotta vote for. Get that maniac out. Please, my God. I don't want to hear no. The Democrats don't have a plan for black people. Because at least with the Democrats, we get a chance to have a plan for black folk. Whereas we've seen what this guy's done for four years. Do you really think it's going to change for another four? Just think, and, just think and about to, some shit. And to think, bro, like we're just now seeing the effects of dude, these four years just now this year with COVID. Like we're really truly seeing it. It's like it's been a fucking disaster. Like it's been a complete mess. It, it hasn't been pleasant. And I'm just thankful I haven't got that shit yet. I'm thankful to God, man, that I'm covered. Anointed. I take care of myself. I'm safe. I'm safe. Well, you was telling me earlier... That is this new app out called the Clubhouse app. So what what is the Clubhouse app? Alrighty, from my all right, based on what I've heard, uh, the Clubhouse is basically like an audio app where you know a lot of uh, create a lot of the creatives I know, a lot of creatives in the industry in Atlanta, New York, LA, like they're all in it. Where you get you pretty much it's an audio. It's pretty much like audio versus Twitter. You know, it's like I think we're getting certain groups have certain discussions on there. Like this is this is all, I'm only saying this because I'm from the outside, speak from the outside because I've been trying to get in the clubhouse for the longest. But for some fucking reason, I don't know why it's not letting me do it. So is it like an in, invite only app or something like that? Um, I wouldn't say invite only, but like I just reading from some, what some of the people say. Like sometimes you have to be invited to it. Hmm. Um, I tried to like get on there few times but I don't know for some reason when they try to send me a code I can never get a code so I don't know if it's an app or what I don't know what it is but like they say they might be a waiting list but I know there's an, there's an invite to be in certain um, certain I guess certain conversations be in certain rooms on the champ, on the clubhouse yeah. but like it's been, yeah. it's been a lot of shit that's been going on on others as far as you know, all the creatives in the Atlanta world the industry that's been in there talking about their experiences with it like some like it's some shit Seems like some really, really good dope shit. So that's why I'm, I'm trying to like my damnest to like get in the mix of that to make these connections and shit. But like a lot of the folks I know who's already in the industry, like already deep involved in, in that shit. So you know, it's Let me know. It. Let me know when you get in that bitch, so I can see what that shit's about. I got you for sure. I got you on that. Once you get in there. 
but yeah, that's what it is. You know, Clubhouse is uh, making his waves, making his waves and shit. But um, I know, um, you know, at some point, much more people start joining. You know, well, we're just, we're just gonna just enjoy it, right? We won't enjoy that shit at the time. We won't enjoy it. Well, once niggas actually get in that shit. Gotcha. Well, another thing, you know, Twitter, Twitter is like my main news source and shit. Sort of mine too, it should be, because you know a lot of shit on there, they, they put out like first and first. Right, well, well you know, I so, it's I like, it. it's like the best of everything in one app, like. Because you get, you get everything in before the news. Like, okay, so... Right, so I have a CNN app. It when I could just follow CNN on Twitter, and they gonna pop up on my timeline with the same shit that's gonna be on the app. I mean, yeah. But Meg the Stallion, and no, we not about to talk about her and Tory Lanez. I don't think. I mean, I guess that I guess I could fall under that category. But what what did Meg do this week? So she pinned and opened that better on, I think, New York Times. She pinned it, and pretty much what she was talking about is, you know, um, I'm, just, my bad, I'm trying to pull something up the video right now. You know, she was just talking about the phrase, you know, protect black women. And she was just talking, she was just talking, you know, she's reading, well, she pinned an opinionated editorial, and she's basically talking about why she speaks up for black women. You know, she says she's not afraid of criticism. She's not afraid of what's going on. But she's saying that uh, protect black women is not controversial. I'm just, um, I'm going to read some of it. Let me just um, read a part that actually matters. Uh, All right. All right. Let me start here. It says here, it says here, um, she pins here. After a lot of self-reflection on that incident, I realized that violence against women is not always connected to being in a relationship. Instead, it always happens because too many men treat all women as objects, which helps them to justify inflicting abuse against us when we choose to exercise our own free will. From the moment we begin to navigate the intricacies of adolescence, we feel the weight of this threat, the weight of the contradictory expectations, expectations of misguided preconceptions. Many of us begin to put too much value of how we are seen by others. That's if we are seen at all. The issue is even more intense for black women. We struggle against stereotypes and are seen as angry or threatening when we try to stand up for ourselves and our sisters. There's not much room for passionate advocacy if you're a black woman. I recently used the stage at Saturday Night Live to harshly rebuke Kentucky Attorney General the coon, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> for his appalling conduct and denying ground tailing her family justice. I anticipate some backlash. Anyone who follows the lead congressman John Lewis, the late civil rights giant, and it makes it makes good trouble necessary trouble, runs the risk of being attacked by those comfortable with the status quo. But you know what? I'm not afraid of criticism. We live in a country where we have the freedom to criticize elected officials, and it's ridiculous that some people think that the simple phrase protect black women is controversial. We deserve to be protected as human beings, and we are entitled to our anger about a laundry list of mistreatment and neglect suffer. I guess a lot like Pretty much talk about the struggles of being a black woman, and you no, know, no, it's valid. It's a valid point. That that's it's, it's valid. That is, I mean, she she's right. Yeah, she, and like a lot of times, you know, black women 
they're not just like they're not just you know they're not just saying you know they're not just saying this for no reason saying they don't feel protected. It's, it gets shown on an everyday basis, like you know when it comes to you know how they don't feel safe when they're out out in the public and men are harassing them sexually or just harassing them, you know, catcalling them. They don't feel safe at all when it comes to sexual abuse because a lot of times when a woman gets assaulted, they always put they always put that on her and they never blame a man. Women are always killed, women are raped, this, that, and the third. Like, it's no lie. Like, there ain't no reason why. There's no reason as to why, you know, um, they're saying what they're saying. There's a reason why. So it's like, you can't just dismiss it. You know what I'm saying? It's, you can't really dismiss it because, you know, in retrospect, things black women, you know, they have the daughters. Like they have a lot of shit they got to do as far as being a woman, being a black woman, not only dealing with racism and the white supremacy, but dealing, you know, dealing with patriarchy and uh, you know, patriarchy and um, dealing with black men who are, you know, who are uncomfortable with black men, black women who are their full selves, who are powerful beings, and who may be better, smarter, and more, you know. Who may, be, who may be more up there than men? Because you know, these days women been boss. These last several years, women been bossing up way more than niggas. Whereas women are are like much more, you know, in power, much more money, has more of this than men, which is very questionable as hell. It's very fucked up. Because you know, now women, you know, been bossing up, doing better jobs than the men. A lot of men, you know, they're not really they're. they're they're not really pulling up there in the bargain. Like a lot of them, just, just a lot of, it's just a lot of just fuck shit that men be wow. doing. And it's like, you no, know, I feel, you know, as a man, we got to recognize, you know, the shit that, you know, sometimes that we do towards women. And you know, it's our job as men. If you're mad, it's our job, you know, to just let all black women know that we see them, we're there for them, we support them, we love them, um, we back them. So that's all they're asking for. You know, a lot of times they get a lot of pushback, and you know, at times it doesn't really you know make sense as to why it does. You know what I'm saying like it's it's, it's a lot that comes with it. And, you know, I say that because you know I'm not he is a black man. I'm not perfect at all. You know, I have my days. I'm still learning. But what I do know is that you know it's very important that we have to you know acknowledge the women in our lives. You know, cause ain't no telling like the amount of stories we hear from our homegirls, our moms. You know, my girlfriends, best friends, like, they go through so much shit. And even shit, they probably not even tell us. It's like, it's our job to let them know that we're there. It's our job to, you know, to have them be comfortable with us. If we, if a black woman, a woman's not comfortable with you, then it's like you failed as a man. Comfortable, comfortable to be yourself. Comfortable to come to you if she is having an issue. Comfortable, you know, to come to you if she feels as though, you know, She's not being represented properly, so it's our job, like you know, to protect them. While they're in the front lines, you know, doing what we can to protect them. There's too many times black women, especially black women, engaged that are on the front lines. That's meant for black people. Whereas, you know, a lot of black men, not saying all black men, some black women, just been, just been on bullshit. Right? I don't know, man. It's it's kind of crazy for me having to be a, a black man apologist right now because like I honestly I mean yeah but every, everything that you said about the women can what can apply for black men like yeah they say the black woman is always holding the black man down but every time I get on my Twitter 
it's Nick, black men ain't this, black men ain't that, black men ain't this, why don't they do this, why they do that? So it's like, it's always, it's like a bash fest for men, and it is men out there doing shit. And like you, you said, women was always on the front lines. I mean, that shit, that shit sounds crazy to me, because if I remember correctly, most of the black history I know about, yeah, women was there, but it was black men trying to do that shit too. So even today, like, with the Meg statement, no, she's not wrong. Yes, protect black women. But why why do black women feel like they have to specifically say that right now when it's issues going on with not just black women, but black men as well? Black men are getting killed. Black men are getting treated like shit on a daily basis as well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it kind of divides the race when it's like protect black women because not only are they saying that to the white people, I feel like they're saying that to black men too because in their minds and not saying that they're wrong because sometimes this shit does happen. Right. But I feel like in their minds they're saying, well, like we don't get protection from anybody. Black men don't protect us and white men don't protect us. And I think that's false. Like a lot. I see a lot of a lot of black men protecting our sisters. And I do and I do, and I do that, see that more in reality as well. You know, I feel you. Like you, you, like I said, we both black men so it's like, you know, I... I, I agree to some degree yeah I agree that you know a lot of times like when you go on social media you know what I'm saying you would think that you know you know you would think that you know if you were if you were to let social media dictate it you would think you know black men are demonized like are the most evil like are getting demonized I know that turned on social media which is completely fucked up you know what I'm saying granted like we said before like I've said like I said before women are not lying there's a lot of black men doing a lot of fuck ass shit to these women, and she and she can be dealt with. And a lot of black men doing a lot of fuck that shit to black men too. That's so, true. That's true. I'm gonna say that too. No, it's not true. just the women. No, that's true. It's true. Nah, no, I'm, I'm just saying though, like it's good niggas out there. Though. I'm just saying it is. Well, let me not say niggas because you know people don't like if I refer to men as niggas. So it's a lot of black I mean, men. Fuck that shit. It's a lot of black niggas out here doing good too. Thing is, you know, but when a bitch get on, oh lord, I said it. Oh man, they're gonna kill me. Okay, when a female gets on, oh, I can't say that either. I see, a woman, I, see what you I, I gotta say a woman. Okay, a woman. see, but you see how mad y'all get, right? I can't even use my typical terminology without y'all getting mad. I mean, about some shit. Like, I get, I get it. Even though me personally, I feel you know the whole female, like the whole male female thing to me is personally stupid but stupid but at the same time that's how they feel you know what I'm saying I can't, uh, really, you, I can't really take away how they feel you can't tell nobody how they feel but I will right? say I will say this though like I do I do agree um, you know I see too many black men getting demonized and that shit's not cool like at all it's not cool at all the word you know you know most of the time mostly black men I'm seeing them being demonized 24-7 a lot of times right. women say you know they say on Twitter it's like if you're a guy they say this as well they say if you're a guy and you know what you're doing is right, and you wouldn't have a problem with women saying how they're saying. And to a degree, they're right. I wouldn't have a problem, but when but it's they need to flip. Being... But but flip it because mm-hmm. so we can say anything about a black woman, and they're jumping down our necks like instantly. Like that's that's how that goes. So why do they feel like? Why do they really feel like black men? Anything a black man says is uh, a a. A derogatory criminal act against them when they out here doing the same shit about black men, and even if it don't apply to them, they get upset. I will say, I will say though that um, 
black women, black women and black men, we have a lot more in common than normal. A lot of times I see on social media, they play the, they play they play this uh, struggle Olympics shit, which is so fucking corny. I hate that shit. They play the struggle Olympics where you know where they say who has it the worst, and it's just it's just wild as hell to watch. I like to watch black women and black black women and black men Maybe. go against right. each other on there. It's just like, like it's, just, it's so counterproductive because it's like in real black. time. In the real world, in we real all time, the same I see, shit. I see, like, I see. So, well, maybe because we live in Atlanta, we live in more black popular areas. But you know, yeah. in real time, you know, I see, I see all the healthy black relationships, black friendships, black relationships. I see a lot of that often. Whereas you on Twitter, you, they'll make it seem like it's just some bullshit. Right? It seems like there's no bullshit going on. But it's like it's it happens. Majority of my friends are black. I love it. But like you said, we live in Atlanta. Yep. If I if we live somewhere else, we might have more. Diverse group of friends, maybe. I don't think I would, but... But it's like, this is a problem, like, with the black people as a whole. Like, outside of rights... It's like so many issues that go on with us as a people. Because outside of, you know, racism, it's just... Not only these issues outside, but there's so much internalized issues that we have to deal with. That it's like, we're dealing with, you know, patriarchy. We're dealing with, um... Homophobia, dealing with uh, masculinity issues, dealing with uh, patriarchy, we're dealing with transphobia, we're dealing with uh, racism. Well, not racism, the black community, but we're dealing with colorism. We're dealing with all types of shit. It's like it's so layered up and it's so complex. It's like it's just so much issues. It's like issue after issue after issue, and it's just like it's it's gonna take like for us. We all like things. We all want. The main thing that black people, what we all want, everything, everybody wants, you know, black liberation to have our own. But it's like a lot. It's like a lot of black people have different ideologies and how they want to handle things, and it's like everybody's in disagreement with each other on how to do certain things. Constantly, it's constant. It's, and it's just like it's just it's just it's just a lot. It's just we're in disagreement with a lot of things, and it's like you know we're to not me, we're it, on the same page. It's really depressing to think about because that's one of the biggest. We all got our own we, personal issues. We well. know we know the biggest issue is everybody has their own personal issue. Like and I so see that when too. so when are we going to step beside your personal issues and think about the issues of people besides just yourself. And that's one right, that's one that's of the one detriments of of the black community. Too. Like yeah. I don't most black people were raised to not worry about what they got going on over there. Cause what mama used to say, I don't care what Johnny doing at school, what you gonna do. It's my house we doing we worried about what's going on in this house. Right. And that simple that simple ass shit from school has translated into the real world because we don't really try to think about how it affects another why, black we, person. We don't have a lot of leadership. We don't have a lot of like legit leadership with us with our generation as well. And plus, you know, as you see it with our generation, it's just we're realizing we're the I see I see is we're the generation, you know, we're trying to uh we realize we're so knee deep in the fucking trauma that we have growing up, and it's a lot of people trying to break that, break them generational curses and them drama and shit. Like, bro, it's like it's a lot. Like I said, like you said, like we said, it's a lot of personal. And, and when it comes to a lot of these stuff, when it comes to just being woke and you know feminism and shit like that, yeah. in some cases for certain people, there's like there's always some. T- I feel like it's not. When I see it on social media, it's never like now these days. It's never genuine because it comes from like it's always comes from a place from a personal place with, with some right. motive. In regards, you know, it comes from a motive as far as where they've been done wrong and they passed like when they was younger. 
And it's like they're taking it out on, we, you know, on, on the men. We women. never, we'll right. never be able to have black leadership because black people always got to find that one thing wrong with somebody that look like them, bro. It's like ingrained in, in the DNA. Like, just and like people try to act, or people try to act as if, you know, we're so progressive. We're not that progressive. We try to put on the front as if we're right. progressive. They want, really, we're just as full of shit. They want somebody Netflix. They want somebody perfect when they 90% imperfect. Like, bro, so, like, that's why it's like a lot of this shit just be capping me, bro. Like, a lot of shit cap. It's like, of course, I do believe all black people are black women, black men, black gays, black trans. Everybody deserves to live a good life. But it's like, it's just so much issues within all of our communities that we have to resolve. It's to a point where it's like, you know, in order for one to be a leader, I feel me personally, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not really an expert on politicians and leadership on shit, but just based on what I've seen. The only way we can have a successful leader is someone that's, um, someone has to be one completely selfless. One has to be confident. Human. One has to know what they're doing. There's no, hu- there's no human on this earth that's completely selfless. Yeah, you're right though. You're right though. But it's but, hard, but like it's, but the it's white but it's the rarity. white people okay with that. They let them people get away with that shit. But a black person could never, right? As if as if we all perfect. They got us. Oh, we got to do better, bro. Like simple shit like that. Like yeah, it's it's it's, it's much it's, it's it's way deeper. Like it's so much deeper. Like so many people, so many people in this election are hating on Senator Harris. And I understand she has faults and flaws. Mm-hmm. But motherfucker, don't the goddamn president got the most flaws out of everybody in the country right now and, and he's the president. So come on, like some stuff you just gotta you gotta let go, work around for the greater good. And that's what we be missing. Right, man. Right. But shit, we gonna we gonna wrap this up with our last our last segment. The thing, see this I listen to music to get me away from thinking all this negativity about where we going and shit. That's why I don't like all the lyrical rappers because they be talking about that shit in their music. So give me an R&B nigga all day. So my guy Trey Songz just dropped a new album called Back Home. I ain't get a chance to listen to it yet. I listened to a few songs courtesy of Pandora. Yeah, I still have Pandora. Um, as soon as the album dropped, they automatically pushed that shit on the radio station. So I heard a few songs, and he's doing like he's taking it back to to R and B days, like not as not as sexual as Ready, but I'd say like like just gotta make it or trade day type. R&B songs and it's it's really it was straight the stuff I done heard but shit who who else has dropped some new shit I've been bumping 21 shit Savage Mode 2 bumping that um let's see I love I check Trey, shout so out I to 21 you. that's my nigga love him only heard a few songs again courtesy of Pandora cause they be playing that shit it sounds good I I was such a good, I was such a big fan of Savage Mode One. I know that, like, cause that was way, that was so long ago for Savage. I was immature Savage. He wasn't yeah, rapping about the same yeah, shit, so I'm scared to listen to Savage Mode Two. I'm not gonna lie. It's good, super good. 
He, he still the thing is he's still on the he's still on that fuck shit, but he's more mature about it. Okay, he still he, he'll really still change. pull, pull up at, artist, pull up at your mama's house and put some rounds in. Oh yeah, he is. He still <laughs> okay, I need that, so I'm I'm having to check that shit out. Shit, anybody else drop some new shit? Uh, I listen to Reason, Reason from TV. I know you don't like that shit. But I, I listen to him. <laughs> um, I listen to this nigga from the crib, Chicago, named C. Dot Honcho H Five. C dot Honcho H Five. I've never heard a single song by that guy. I know, but that shit makes you go. He's from the crib, from Chicago. Um, also Rocky Fresh Fuss from Chicago too. He had dropped a mixtape, uh, slide through just to show you what's up. I listen to that, that shit hard. Uh, YG dropped the album my life for Listen to that shit. I yeah. saw YG's new album on Apple Music actually <laughs> this time. But the reason why I saw it on Apple Music is because I was listening to Pandora and they played the song with YG, Tiger, and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember the name of it. I think it's like Rodeo or some shit like that. That yeah, shit. Rodeo. Yes. That shit so hard. Oh yeah, uh, Doughboy had a song with Southside called Yes Sir, and you know they got. Uh, they got I was about to say Twenty One Savage trying to make it seem like he created Yes Sirsky. It's been out. His little group did it, but apparently Doughboy saying folks are getting saying like it's been a whole little small thing. Going Why on. do people be acting like they like words is theirs? Bro, lingo is universal, but folks still think. I said people exactly like Glizzy. Glizzy means something completely different in DC that it does in Chicago, like. Right. You know why people call it the glizzies like that? Glizzies in Chicago. That's like a DC term and shit. But people in Chicago was saying that shit for hot dogs. That's where that hot dog shit came from. Yeah. The DC shit, they talk about glizzies is a gun. I think I heard that for glizzies. They talking about glizzies guns. Right. It's so, man. Thank God for Urban Dictionary because they actually put in the time to to put all these definitions because it... Everything means something different. But, you know, I appreciate you being here with me, goddamn. We gone. Appreciate you We We still ain't got no name. <laughs> That's a shame, but we gonna, we gonna figure that shit out. Definitely. Um, you got any shout-outs you want to do? All right. Shout-out uh, my folks at Drunk Intellects. Um, my girl, Lena B, my boy, Jack. Shout out uh, my other co-host for, for the Cat Podcast, my boy Eric G. Um, I want to shout out a few folks. Shout out my barbershop family. Uh, shout out the big homie house, my nigga Kodak. And them. Shout Kodak out. Kodak Black? What? Kodak Black? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the other Kodak from Clark Atlanta. Gotcha. Um, who else I want to shout out? Uh, shout out to HBC. We're going to go to my association. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the fam. Bash coming in soon. Can't say when. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Shout out all my black cribs who I know on Twitter. Shout out all my cribs in Atlanta. Shout out everybody all around the globe. Shout out my homie. Shout out my family. Shout out God. Shout out. Shout out you, Sam, for letting me get in the pod. You know, we got some things coming together. And shout out. Shout out being able to get, get, to, get this work in. You know, start shit up. Finally, just jumping off the porch and just getting shit going. Alright, no doubt. Well shit, you know, my first shout out, shout out to my co-host JT. Uh put his shit out on Twitter the other day and kinda ironically you hit me up because you kinda was like one of the people that I was like, I hope this nigga hit me up. Cause you know, I I'm I'm semi socialite. I don't just like 
hit niggas up. Like, hey, you want to do this shit? I want to see what the, I want to see what the, the people talking about. So shout out to you, bro. Um, shout out to Fade Life Clothing. That's what I'm rocking today. Um, go get some fadelife.com. Please go go ahead and shop with them. Uh, shout out to shout out to my people that support me. Pass the Pen Media is the company. We going up. Make sure you look out for all this stuff. Book us. Photo shoot. Party photography. Uh, cinematography. Weddings. Parties. All that shit. Gotta, gotta get to this bread. And shit. That's it right now. You know, if you want to contact me, get at me on Twitter. At Sammy underscore socialite. What's your Twitter again? Uh, my Twitter is just JT. Alright, and we'll see y'all next time. Alright, see you later. Peace.